Hello, his name is Heston Blumenthal, one of the world's most forward-thinking chefs. And his name is Jay Taylor, one of the biggest direct pants <laughs> that I know of on and the planet. F- and fall guy for endless, wonderful journeys into Heston's food experimentation mind and world. And this is Pod and Chips. On today's trip inside Heston's amazing foodie mind, we're getting all touchy-feely with a special episode all about the power of touch to change taste and flavour. To join in with Heston's multi-sensory experiments, just grab yourself some wine, something soft, something rough, and a kitchen fork. Chapter 1 Heston gets all touchy. Hello, Heston. Hello, Jay. How are you? I, well, I have to say, I've left, once again, rainy England to come to Provence in your house. This is a ridiculously nice day. Beautiful blue skies, sun coming in through the windows. It doesn't feel yeah. like winter, does it? No. No. Trees are tweeting. Birds are blooming. <laughs> I'm trying to do a Mr. A Mr. Man book, Mr. Topsy Turvy or Mr. Upside Down and Back to Front. I can imagine you as a Mr. Man character. I think you'd be quite good at that. Yeah. Mr. Eating Weirdly. <laughs> Mr. Topsy Turvy probably sums me up, I suppose. And how are you doing? What's going on? Um, a lot. An awful lot, actually. An awful lot of exciting things. Um, this voyage of discovery curiosity inquisitiveness is kind of knowing no bounds fantastic um and many things will be revealed over the coming weeks and months and it is uh, it's been a hive of industry for you you've been diving in so many different directions i think any any of you out there who've been coming on this journey with pod and chips with us have have heard and seen some of the things heston's been looking into and we are uh, only from what you've said sort of scraping the top of all your your findings to come, but yes. it's been a great journey so far. I think it's it's just the celebration of the beauty of human beings, the beauty of children, and every adult always still has the child inside them. It's just with the pressures of modern life, some of us cover those beauties, those childhood beauties, up more than others for protection, but don't realise they're doing it. There's nothing wrong with covering it up, but if we can realise that, we can reverse the process without hopefully causing too much damage to others. So we can play in the sandpit without damaging other people's children. That's not going to go into the edit, I know. But I just wanted to say yeah. it. <laughs> and I, and, and, and that, that's probably a very dodgy segue into the fact that this, you've told me, is a podcast entirely themed about touchy-feely today. You are, you are touching me up, you've said. What is going on? Okay, the sense of touch. Most of us know of the sense of smell, the sense of taste, the sense of sight, the sense of sound, the sense of touch. In fact, without being too pedantic about the use of specific words, everything is about touch. Or rather, what the technical world called transduction. It's in fact just vibrating stuff that transfers its energy to other vibrating stuff. So I'm talking to you now, and I'm talking down a mic, and it's vibrating down a wire or through a satellite. And and you guys listening to this uh, will hear my voice. Well, that's vibrated through wires and satellites, so and into your ears. 
and you and I, t- it's vibrating molecules. I never They're thought just about that before, because ev- your eardrum vibrates as well, doesn't it? It's- everything vibrates. Light comes into the eye as a wave, hits the back of the eye, and it boings back outside, so it comes in and out at the same time. Uh, we'll do a whole other thing on the site, but we see upside down and left to right. It's a, it's a sphere. But our brain is such a clever old thing that it has to reverse it so it turns upside down, downside up, and it turns inside out, outside in, and left to right, right to left. It's like a, that's a Mr. Topsy Turvy book right there, or Mr. Mr. Men book. So transferring energy. So when a wind blows, a leaf blows. When the sun shines, you can get sunburn. When a train goes by, you hear it and things can kind of wobble. You ever felt being in a train and another train goes the other way? Yeah, that cool. That feeling. It's a, that's feeling. It's just the energy transfer is quicker, shorter. And so much Every- of those feelings, you've used the word feeling then. That's one of the things about touch is I suppose so much of it is un, uh, unconscious, right? Well, yeah, this is one of the beauties of metaphor. It touched me. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. He touched me with his, or she touched me. Uh, I should finish that sentence, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, he touched me with his music. Well, on the face of it, you go, well, it didn't physically touch me, but it actually did, because the music is vibrating particles that I'm making a noise and doing a wavy motion with my hands. They move along somewhere, and everything in their path, they also vibrate. It's just that... Most of this stuff we can't see and a lot of it we can't measure. So when you use feeling, the word feeling, feeling is an awareness of an emotion. And emotions and feelings and our awareness of our emotions are what drive us. That's why, so if I ask you this question, what's your favourite ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Why? Ooh. Uh... Good question. I like the, I was going to say the taste of it. I like the colour of it to start off with. I like the fact it's bright green normally. Uh, I like the, the effect of the mint inside my mouth. It cools me down. And I like the contrast between the mint and the chocolate. Because the cold and the... That, that'll do. That's a pretty, that's a pretty damn good answer. What quite a lot of people today would say, well, might be, well, I love the beauty of the high mountain harvested plain bitter chocolate when it's made. <laughs> yeah. Actually, why do you like something? Because you do. I don't own your emotions. You're responsible for them. They're yours. And that's the beauty of it. So if I say, why do you love something? You say, well, I just love it because I feel this and I'm eating it and I feel that and I feel, wow. That's a really good point. And I imagine in the food circles that you travel in, there's probably a lot more onus put on when you have to describe something. You have to go into great depth and sort of, if you're not talking about the mountain-fed goats of yeah. Uganda, people are thinking you're not knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, because you go into justification mode. You have to justify it. And this, um, I was talking about this yesterday with a friend of mine. Joe, you have to justify uh, better and best. Now, a best pizza. There is not a best pizza. There's your favourite pizza. There might be a pizza for every moment of your day if you want a pizza. Sometimes... You want to eat something from a cardboard box. Sometimes you want something from Naples. Sometimes you want cheese on it, and sometimes you want a white pizza. Sometimes you want salami, and sometimes you want ham, and sometimes you want more chili sauce than others. That's the beauty of the imagination and the emotional connection of human beings with themselves and with the moment and with nature and their food. 
So I understand the idea then that touch is, is all around us in, in all aspects of us. But you sound like you've looked into this a great deal. And, and while I appreciate we generally touch our food, it does feel like one of the senses that compared to the other ones, you wouldn't imagine has a big part to play in, in dining, or at least as much as others. Yeah, so, so this, the reason I started talking about, about touch like that was that in the, in the scientific academic research world, historically touch has been considered the least important sense. Really? But smell is touch, sight is touch, sound is touch. Now, if you want to technically take exactly the, 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 the definition of the meaning, no, but when does, is, is a hailstone on your skin touch? That's a good point. I mean, I suppose it would be as it, as it hits you, but you're also going to feel uh, Is cold. rain on your skin touch? Yeah. It, what, about, what about breeze? What about mist? Oh. What about humidity? Well, yeah, what about temperature? Is, they're all touch. Oh, they're all, let's just, simpl for simplification of language, they're all touch. So well, it's what you feel, yeah. <clears throat> if you feel hot, you feel cold, you're feeling that through your skin. Well, that's awareness of touch. <laughs> so now we're getting in. With, this is but deep, this isn't is it? For, This is, yes. So let's, uh, so on, on that, uh, on that bombshell, but giving that, that, there's lots of exciting stuff for future podcasts. But so I should probably just, just bed down into the fact that we are talking specifically at the moment. You can't separate them. This is the thing. You can't separate the senses. So when we say this is the first multi-sensory podcast ever, I coined the phrase unknowingly about 20 years ago relating to food, that food was a multi-sensory experience. Because before, everything was related to two senses connected. It was, it was called cross-modal. So one sense linked to another seeing and hearing, smelling and seeing, etc. But they're all connected. But we have to separate them just so you guys and we can have a think about the individual things and then see how they start to work together. It's a really complicated process, but it can be made very simple and very fun if we just play in the sandpit and have some little experiments and play around spontaneously and see what happens. So this, what we're talking about is the, f the actual physical element of touch on the outside of your body so when you touch something with the outside of your body and you're aware of the feeling of touching something whether it's a stone a piece of sandpaper whether it's a hot oven or a lump of ice when you're aware of it what can that do to your the perception or the effect of something you're eating or drinking Chapter 2, a multi-sensory touch experiment. To join in changing the taste of wine through the power of touch, grab a glass of wine, something soft, something rough, and a kitchen fork. You're surrounded by random objects. So sitting there, they are totally there's random. There's lots of random objects in Heston's world anyway, but he is sort of armed. Next to him, he has a, a old school broom, you know, a little bit like you'd imagine a witch flying around. Yeah, like with hay, like hay bundled up together it's with blue French, and pink string tying it up. A pink, yeah. a bright pink fluffy rucksack, which I, I hope is yours. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish it was, not. it's my daughter's. It's your daughter's. But it's, fluff, it's pink and fluffy. A gold fork, a, a, a cup full of gravel a, a and glasses of yeah, wine. A gold coloured fork, let's say. <laughs> I've got a cup full of gravel from outside. I have the top of a Japanese teapot uh, um, and some wine. So this is somebody coined, which is brilliant. 
this is another Jedi wine experiment. Jedi um, wine tricks. Uh, I would all bear in mind all of these experiments. If people don't or do not want to drink wine, for me it's a good excuse to drink wine and share wine. Uh, I think it works. Will, will the effect with say, let's do um, if you're on a juicing diet, so you do veg juice as long as it's got some acidity and sweetness and maybe a bit of tannin and. Um, liquid works much better, by the way, than food because every mouthful is not exactly the same. With a glass of liquid, every sip is the same liquid, sort of, so to speak. Um, see, I just chucked that word in unnecessary. That's, <laughs> I know this can be edited out, but um, <clears throat> um, and and maybe it might work with tea. But if the tea's got too much sugar, maybe it won't work. You know, this I just know this stuff. I've been doing this with wine for rather a long time. And I've learned so much and discovering so many new things. And these, so bear in mind, guys, the mop was uh, something that I just saw in the cupboard outside the kitchen. The broom. The broom, the broom cupboard. <laughs> yeah. It was a broom from the broom cupboard, like yeah. a witch's mop. Um, just before we started doing this podcast, uh, then I remembered something I did with a scraping a fork on my head. Um, and then I needed to find, didn't have any sandpaper, so I found the top of this um, clay uh, Japanese teapot, which is a bit rough and stone-like. Um, then saw my daughter's very fluffy, soft rucksack. So I just gathered these objects, uh, poured a glass for Jay and I of uh, local white wine, and Jay grabbed a mugful of pebbles, gravel from outside, and here we are. And here we are. And I think the point of that is these experiments are for you guys to join in with. So uh, come come on the journey with Heston, and I think you will explain as we go what the theme of each object is. And you don't have to get these exact objects for hopefully in theory for it to work. Okay, so in front of me, I have a very large looking pleasant glass of wine. Talk, go get all touchy-feely. Tell me what, 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 what's going on. Okay, so the idea, like we've done before, have a sip of the wine with the hand you would naturally pick the glass up. And then have a second sip with a touchy thing to okay. you. Okay. So I think I'm going to do the touchy thing to you. Oh. It may be different if you do it to yourself. I mean, these are, these are some of these are experiments. We're doing this on the <laughs> hoof, so to speak. So, uh, and again, we're looking at... What are you going to touch me with? Is, is soft and sharp. Uh, let's try the fork. This, okay. It, it, it's goldy, bronzy looking. It's just, a, that's the colour of it. Fork. It's just a normal kitchen fork. It has kitchen, to be gold. It's basically a kitchen fork. Kitchen, kitchen fork with four prongs. Yep. And um, I'm just going to turn the Let mic come, a bit. Come, if I come closer to you, you can do yeah. this without okay. that. Right. <coughs> Here we go. <coughs> You're advancing on me with a fork. I've got a yep. glass of wine in my hand. I'm going so you move to move your headphones back a bit so I can get to the top of your hair. Okay. It's got slightly... Very elegant looking baldy bit on the yeah, top. Yeah, go to the baldy bit. I, put, I shaved that for an access <laughs> point for the, uh, for the experiment. So, so actually, look, look at the, just, I'm going to reset you to softy, softy. Okay, so touch the microphone. Touching yeah, the so, microphone. So, hang on. Or actually, touch the rucksack. So this yeah, on the mic. No, touch the mic. Touch Stroke the mic. So our microphones are covered in this sort of um, uh, kind of windproof, fluffy stuff, as you can hear me touching now. Okay, that's nice. Am I drinking the And have a sip of the wine. Okay. Yeah, lovely. Very calming. Now, now stop touching again. the microphone. Okay. Oh, now Heston's... And I'm scraping your top of your head with a fork. Oh, not too, not too aggressively, by quite, the way. Quite aggressively. Okay, but. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's completely changed it. It's massive. gone really sharp in the back of my mouth. Yeah. That's 
Okay, that is crazy. That's a crazy one. So Hester was just basically just poking me in the top, scraping back and forth a fork in the top of my head, which is not a pleasant experience, I have to say. But you can't... When you drink that, the difference in the back of my mouth was... Huge. That was massive. It's huge. And it's the body's defense mechanism. I did it in that bit I said about the top of your head, the cranial, the bit where your hair comes out of. Yep, yep. I don't know what you call that, but it's that little pointy bit that your top hair bit, comes yeah. top of the bit. The crown. The crown. The crown. <clears throat> because there is something about, and if you look in, whether it's Buddhism or lots of old historical sort of beliefs, that connection between the crown going through the brain, down the spine, through the, your bits at the bottom, that line is your sort of, your plumb line, I suppose, yeah, so yeah. to speak. So there, it's, it's protection. It's, it's absolute that was crazy. Body that was really closing cool. in, going, mm, hang on a second. And, and I just, it, it felt like up. I was closing in. It felt yeah. like my mouth and my body was closing up because you're going, this is weird. Yeah. It, I, think it, I think it worked really nicely with you doing it when I couldn't see it either as well. Just this strange sensation. Yeah, now, you see, that's another thing. Guys, there's so many exciting experiments to do. What happens if I do it with my eyes open or my eyes closed? And if any of these experiments, one thing I think it's important to say, some of you guys might be living near a train track or a road where buses go by, or there's lots of kids coming out of school laughing and screaming, or the flight path. All of these things have an influence, not just one. There's so many things, and this is why flavor perception is the most complex thing the human body does. So me being in a flight path while drinking wine will change it when the plane goes over? Yes, we'll come on to that on the sound one. Wow. Oh, okay, yeah. that's for another day. But that's and awareness of it. If you become numb to it and you're chatting to somebody else, that will also have a different effect. If somebody nudges you and goes, right, listen to this and drink that and look at, oh, really? But the great thing about this stuff is discovery. Well, it, sounds, it does feel like it's just endless things it, it, to try yes, with. endless. And, and I love, again, everyone listening to this that has written in or thought about it or had a go, I, it's the, and do the leap of faith. Right or wrong, it's just discovery, curiosity, adventure. Have a go. You will look weird when your, your, your spouse comes in and finds you in the kitchen rubbing yourself on the head with a fork while drinking wine. <laughs> but you will genuinely change your perception. All right, so I've done okay. the fork one. What, what that, should that, I do now? That's, that's, an, that's an extreme one. I'm going to try one now. Right. <laughs> which, I, which is completely and utterly brand oh new. So he's arming himself with a broom. So Heston's got the broom and he's holding the, the sort of fluffy straw end quite aggressively towards me yes. that, what we're so going to do? the same it's the same it's looking for the same thing just if there's a difference now do you need to top of my head again uh, no I'm, okay. I, I, it's a good point should I oh god there's so many things to do I should <laughs> technically should I be scrubbing this on the top of your head or I'll just pick another part of your body go for it yeah cheek okay I, I'm in your facial cheek okay you're going to scrub in the cheek so should I drink it so first so drink first that's so weird it's back to normal back to it's back to normal try again. now you're rubbing <clears> in the face of the broom Okay, that's so horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, weirdly, while you're scrubbing me in the face with a broom, which is used on the floor as well, yeah. that wasn't, that changed and it wasn't the same as the fork. With the fork one. It was strangely, <clears throat> it changed again, but it wasn't as unpleasant as the fork. Did it, could it, did it just, and this is the question, because I've never done this before in my life. Well, now, Did it well. just accentuate... <laughs> A different part of the wine. Yes, yes. So push some parts down and push other parts yes, up. Yes, I have, don't have the vocabulary for it. Well, let's do it on okay, you. Okay, now try it. Now try the same again, and I'm going to brush your cheek 
because this brush, by the way, the bristles of the brush are like they're bending in the wind. So one side is rougher than the other. So I'm now going to, I was brushing it against your cheek. Now I'm stroking it upwards so it won't be as um, abrasive. Vigorous. Go on then. Oh, that's oh, so, quite nice. Yes, okay, so okay, I can so do the two. So this. Okay, so I've got nice, nice wine again. Yeah. These are live experiments. And I'm very excited. <laughs> that's weird. It's really actually quite pleasant having you. <laughs> That's strange because the the feeling of you brushing me is much more pleasant on my face, but the wine didn't change in a pleasant way. It changed it with the the abrasive way. It was actually it found a different part of the wine that was more pleasant. When I did it then, it was almost like I was being distracted from the wine. And the so wine let's became try the same thing um, on, top on of my the head. top of your head. Go on then. Just where I did. The, so I'm going to go um, that. Okay. And then abrasive way. Yeah. Brushing me on the top of the head of the broom while I'm drinking wine. It's... Oh, now that's interesting because that's become like a lesser version of the fork one now. So I mean, how the fork was really sharp and yeah. unpleasant. That is sort of like a slightly more mellow version of that. So it's sharper again, but it's not as... We're learning. We're actually, I'll come on to this in a second. I think we're potentially learning something quite big here. So now, and now you're going to do it the nice way. The okay. Nice way. So. Okay. So I reset. Now. Okay. Now rub me the rub me the nice way. <laughs> okay. Now I'm drinking with the brush being rubbed on my head the pleasant way. Okay. So definitely different again. Yeah. This time. What I thought was going to happen was actually quite pleasant. So suddenly, that feeling, it's yeah. almost, you know, as a kid, you rubbed on the head. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like that. You go, Come on, we've got to do it on you now. You've got to try this. You've got such more, more refined a palate. Okay, than me. so the fork one I've done before. The foot one? The fork, fork one. No, no, this, one, done, this, one. this This isn't yet. Do you want okay. me to rub you in the face with the broom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, I did that way because that might make a difference. But no, you did, the, you did the unpleasant way first. That's the unpleasant way. Oh, oh, okay, Dan, I was going to go up. Okay, cool. Ready? Ah, that's gone, that's gone sour. That wine, for me, from this cheek, because I, I don't even know if it's the same on the left and the right cheek, but that cheek, my left cheek, that Sour's wine... Sour's the right word. <clears throat> I started sipping it, thinking I was going to have two sips. First sip without, second sip with. I started sipping... And then you did it. Actually, that's quite an interesting way of doing it. Did I go too early with the broom? No, you didn't. Oh. It, it wasn't the intended thing. But in fact, the wine started off kind of soft and creamy and ended up being sour. What, changed mid mid Wait a while, it's in my mouth, yeah. Oh, do it the other way then. Do it the, do it the soft okay. way. Ready? Quite satisfying that, rubbing that, with the, the broom. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, the other way, the soft way, is either the, the same or maybe slightly softer, bizarrely. Do you top of your head? Give, give us the top of your head. <clears throat> okay, so hang on a second. I'm just, I'm just turning my headphones, moving the headband away from my crown. Hang on, I'll just get the wine in my mouth first. Okay, unpleasant way. Yeah, it's kind of closed up and sour. Different though to the side of the face, right? Different to the side of the face. Okay, do another one. I'll do the soft one. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The thing I like about your expense is you get to just drink lots of wine. 
yeah, that's become, the, <clears throat> on my cheek, it became really close and sour. It, the top of my head was definitely different, but it, it seemed to become slightly fruit, like citrusy fruitier on the top of my head. Yeah, you're so much better explaining because you have the right words, whereas I just go, oh, I don't know, funny. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, 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 all four of them were different. They're all different. And this, when we talk about the sense of touch, you know that from an evolutionary point of view, standing up was a really, really major thing that we did. Yeah. As we were forced to come down from the, when I say we, whoever were our predecessors, um, were in that savannah period, we came down from the tree, we had to stand up on two legs. And standing up on two legs changed so much stuff. And that standing up, and then women go, their hips shrank, which meant giving birth, the heads of the babies had to shrink and become more malleable. Mm -hmm. And that meant that they needed longer to be able to evolve and have the synapses connect with each other. So the fact that babies can't really walk till, I mean, some can walk at one, but let's just say two, walk really freely and have their motor skills until two, means it gives the brain enough time to evolve. So that first two years of evolution, when before kids talk, they're so aware. We you think they're stupid. And rub them on the head with a broom they're while they drink wine. They are absolutely, if we can put that back in us, flipping it, we'll, we'll all be, we're all superheroes, but we'd be real superheroes. If you can get those touches over too, we yeah. Get those, and then to mums, <clears throat> when we were hunter-gatherers, small tribes of people walking around finding food to keep each other alive. But that meant they'd become mobile depending on the season and where they had to go to find the food to survive. So that mobility meant that the mum had to carry baby. So when a mother carries a baby, think about it. The arms are wrapped around the baby. Mm -hmm. So think of the contact points. They're at the back of the shoulders. Mm -hmm. They're around the inside of the arm here, the inside of the arms, elbow and the, the bit opposite the elbow. Yeah. They're the back of the legs. Yeah. There's a group of sensors called CT sensors that are absolutely really essential in the sense of touch. We're humans and human beings have the need to connect and they have the need to love and they have the need to be loved. And the great thing about what I'm discovering now is it doesn't matter if we're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Well, the contrast 30, is, is, is we more can powerful. Yeah, we can, by discovering that about ourselves, we can still turn the clock, the term, we can still turn the clocks back. And so what we've just done, the experiments we've just done on touch, we tried it on the cranium, yep. and we tried it on one cheek in our face. If we tried it on our left, the back of our left hand, the back of our right hand, if we tried it on the, the left shoulder or the right shoulder, it depends who was doing it. If you had some bloke, and a petrol station came up to you and right, mate, drink, <laughs> drink this. I'm going to scrape you with a brush. I, the result could be completely different. I would, I would have a guess it would be. <laughs> <laughs> There's, when you have the element of trust, you start to remove... Uh, fears of danger. There's a, there's a, there's a well-known, very well-known high street pizza chain that have marble, or used to have marble tables or marble-type tables oh, yes, yes. with cutlery on. Yep. Now, where you can get a pizza express if you needed it. Yes, <laughs> you, yes you can. <clears throat> We're on a podcast. We don't have any rules. Pizza Express, you mean, so right? I was in pizza, pizza Express. Now, listen, I've just grabbed the plate and it's not a marble plate. Oh God, yeah, that whole noise that goes right through me. You imagine trying to, ah, this is, 
this will, this is just the beginning of the sound one. Do this now. Well, drink right. wine while he... Uh, yeah, straight the mic. Straight the mic. Straight the mic. Nice wine, yeah, nice yeah, wine. Good, yeah. Now, yeah. do it again. Yeah, that's horrible. That makes the wine taste like it's... The it's, wine tastes like it's gone... You know when it goes off and it goes it, all funny? It's horrible. The, the difference is oh. so massive. We'll come on to that in another podcast. Um, but all these subjects are so huge. They're so huge. But what, for me, is one of the most magical, wonderful things... I see myself as a walking, living experiment on myself. And so with my awareness, whether it's breaking a bone or being ill or laughing and crying, discovering all of this stuff with awareness, I learn. That's learning. And we can all do this, right? Just we doing can all these do it. Things. The current education system, I know this is a, a jump, but I'm saying that it, the, the, which has been around for a long time and has done us proud, does not cater too well there's of course there's exceptions doesn't cater too well for learning it caters well for telling and the beauty of human beings is the power and the ability to imagine things that don't exist and have a leap of faith with some mates and go what happens if i do that oh yeah have you tried this i mean so these experiments i i've never brushed my face with a witch's (laughs) (laughs) witch's broom before Ever. You could have. I, look, this is... Uh, I thought we were going to learn... For, I thought this was going to be uh, quite a simple one, but actually it feels like there's a huge depth to explore. And you, at home... And we should explore a, more. Have a wine touch <clears throat> party. Touch things, drink wine. Yep. This is genuinely remarkable, this. These Jedi wine tricks really work. If uh, you... I mean, I'm just thinking now, if you shake somebody's hand, you shake left hand, right hand, look at them in the eyes, the person that you're looking into the eyes, I haven't done sight, the eye, the, there's a lot. Well, human contact would be a really, I'm not, no, I'm not suggesting we try that. We've been doing it. I've done it. Not in that way, but eye contact. Eye contact is powerful. <laughs> I can imagine your guys in the lab. Chaps, having, goes off. Having a kiss with your loved one, that'd be a great one for let's have, let's have one Jedi kissing your loved one day trying to drink wine how would you do that have a have a kiss and try and drink wine at the same you'd have a very messy chin i'm waiting for another series before you give me a kiss while drinking wine touch but. is definitely to be continued because it is the relationship between our exterior external universe which is you know what we do my body and how we, we interact with others what we touch and and what's happening inside us that just that in itself we'll never ever get to the end of if we do then what's the point of being here <laughs> right on that on that note i've got a j cloth a brillo pad and some kitchen bleach jay you ready <laughs> no thank you for listening to another podcast please get out there and get touching is all i can say get touching and get drinking which is rare advice to give yes and heston. don't get arrested <laughs> time to uh, say goodbye heston goodbye heston Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get yours from. And remember, if you like it, please rate, review, and get in there and subscribe.